Hello and welcome to the latest rendition of the AG podcast. I'll be your host for today, Geminator, and in the studio, as per usual, we've got uh, Ash Cohen. Good evening, Ash. Evening all. Fantastic. And we've also got Joby. Evening, Joby. Good evening. How are we? Yeah, not bad. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Right, so the, the season's finished, boys. Uh, all wrapped up nicely. Um, we're going to just quickly run you through what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, so we're going to start actually a little bit different to normal. We're going to start with League One and just have a little season review of League One. We'll then move into the Championship and then the Prem, which I'm sure Ash is really looking forward to. Um, <laughs> then we'll talk a little bit about the League yeah. Cup. Uh, we'll plug some of the events we've got coming up and uh, just add a few little bits in towards the end as well. So, first of all then, well, well, we'll start with the obvious, we'll start with the basics um, in, in League One. Congrats to uh, Jeff Anthony, Jay Lizzle and, uh, surprisingly, Riverman, um, who have all gone up. Um, and commiserations to, you know, Rhino, Diadex and, and Chad, who are the, the bottom three. Um, they can't go down, but again, you know, didn't have the best of seasons. Um, Joby, sort of throw to you first. From afar, what do you think of League One this season? To be fair, I'm quite looking forward to the guys coming up into the championship. Is Jeff Antley fair play to him, and and as you say, Jay Lizzle. I think I I had Jay Lizzle to um drop down into the playoffs. He's held his you know promotion point. He got I think we all his, did. Uh, his runners up. Yeah, I think we all did, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. Um, and a fair play to him. He, he held on with his uh was it 19 rated goalkeeper or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but, but you know, and a surprise, you know, how often does it happen? The sixth place team in the in the playoffs goes on to go to get promoted. It's kind of kind of similar to real life, really. We always say, don't we, about the uh, that sort of sixth place team that just sort of sneak into the playoffs in real life, tend to do quite well, and that's that's kind of what's happened here, really, with River. Um, whether or not it's down to him being good or whether it's down to his two opponents in the semi and, and eventually the final bottle in it. Obviously, we'll come to that in a minute. Uh, Ash, what do you think of League One? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we said that Jeff would go up as a league winner. Um, and, you know, fair play to him. He's done that. Um, you know, he's uh, majority of the season. He's done very, very <coughs> well. You know, won 13 games. Um, you know, and given that Johnny Chisel's the only one to win more than ten games this season, that's a, that's a really good feat. So uh, well done to Jeff. Chisel, uh, yeah. I mean, we said that we he dropped down to the playoffs. He is a good player. Again, he's another one that's uh, he's only lost three games. He's actually lost less game than uh, lost less games than Jeff Anthony, but has drawn a few more. Um, so he's he comes up to uh, to to league uh, into the championship as well. Um, and then Riverman, yeah, I mean, uh, looking at those that finished in the playoff group, I, I was surprised to see Riverman go up. You know, obviously he, he sold Tosson, um, sold him to Danger Mouse, and you know, I, I thought that might have been it. But you know, fair play to him; he's gone up in the playoffs, and um, I think he's going to be up there in the championship next season. You know, he is a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a dark horse, I think. Personally. Well, it's funny that you say that about Tosson because having spoken to him on the uh, most recent events night. Um, sort of a little exclusive interview. Um, he actually said that uh, selling Tossum was what he felt changed his season uh, for the better. He said that, you know, getting rid of Tossum, getting in, I think it was about 16, 17 million, and uh, Calvert Lewin and Penaranda, two quite quick young strikers. He said, you know, that actually worked. And, you know, it can be the case sometimes where you see that, you know, one player that holds quite a lot of value 
getting rid of that player can sometimes be quite beneficial. You know, if you're going to bring in sort of, I don't know, let's say you take out Cristiano Ronaldo, obviously great player, but if you can bring in, you know, two like, you know, Eden Hazard and, uh, I don't know, someone else of equal sort of ability, you know, that sort of tier just below, maybe it's not the end of the world to do that. And he ended up strengthening his team because of it. But it's funny because you, you look at Riverman's uh, actual record and, you know, won eight, lost eight. And when you consider that, you know, he beat Packfish on the way to, to going up, Packfish won eight and lost three. You know, so big, big gap there. And, uh, you know, well, well done to Riverman. I think it has to be said, to be fair. Um, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I also want to say a, a congratulations as well. Because I know we mess about and, and we have a bit of a laugh and things. But congratulations as well to Rhino because... It, <laughs> Everybody else might want to say, you know, oh, oh, I'm only in it for fun or whatever. Me personally, if I if I lose, I don't. I'm not always the best at losing. I'm quite a sore loser. But to to lose, you know, I mean, he <laughs> lost 15 games this season. Won two, drew one, minus 23 goal difference. To do that and still be, yep, yeah, right then, boys. When's the next season? You know, regularly attend events, um, things like that. Just been crowned golf match play champion. So congratulations to him for that as well. Um, you know, it takes a lot of lot of effort. So well done to him for that. Um, for me, I think that's um, if there was a, an effort award, as patronising as it sounds, he would he would definitely get that. Um, <laughs> any more sort of thoughts on on League One as as a whole? I mean, obviously looking at the the goal scorers list, we talked about uh, in the like in the previous podcast, Guedes, who plays for uh, Jeff Anthony, twenty five goal top scorer. For me, the, on the goal scorer list, the one that stands out was actually Jermaine Defoe. Uh, 14 goals in Chad's team, finishing second bottom. Um, I, you know, I think that's quite quite good going. Very similar to what Jermaine Defoe actually does in real life, and what we've seen yeah. to him to do in in sort of you know Sunderland and West Ham in in the past. Um, Ash, any any thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, I mean, 14 goals, fifth in the uh, in the goal scorers list, and it's surprising to see Chad uh, second from bottom. Um, you know, I think obviously he's been leaking in goals as well. Um, you know, and that's where the problems lied. But you know, I, I don't think it's tick- it's obviously not clicked for Chad this season. But if he can uh, next season get Defoe scoring up again, then uh, keep his uh, defence tidy a little bit and uh, compact. You know, who knows? He can be in that playoff space. I mean, we don't know yet what's happening <clears throat> in terms of the leagues. Whether we're going to see uh, obviously uh, an addition of maybe a fourth league or. Um, you know, we're going to see the leagues get a little bit bigger. That's still yet to be uh, to be announced. But I think, uh, you know, I mean, 14 goals is impressive in the season with one player. If he can, uh, if Chad can sort his defence out, then I think he will be pushing for a playoff spot next season. No, yeah, I think that's a very assessment. I mean, Joby, I mean, what's your thoughts on uh, one Payne Wales? I mean, Payne Wales, you know, in the last podcast he was sitting second. Um, we all kind of tipped him to be one of the top two. Along with Jay, with Jeff Anthony, uh, and as you rightly said earlier on, Jay Lizzle dropping down into the playoffs. Uh, Payne Wells actually ending up uh, fourth with three losses in his last five games in the running. Um, what do yeah. you think about that? Well, as you said, he had three losses in his last five games, and he he only lost five all season. So them three losses at the end of the season has cost him big. Um, I I personally had him to go up um, in second place. I thought he was. You know, well away, but maybe the pressure got to him at the end of the season. Um, you know, thinking right, I've got to win this. If I win this one, I'm I'm guaranteed. You know, to finish second, or you know, mm. the pressure gets to you. And if you if you if you can't deliver, 
And um, I mean, maybe it's something to work on for next season. Next season, he might go on and, and smash the league. He's got this little bit of experience now, bringing a couple of new players. That's all he probably needs, to be honest. Um, and make, look forward to next season. Well, it's interesting you say that because, I mean, that kind of brings me on to my next point about two of the managers in League One. People are probably, the other managers will probably think we're concentrating on a bit too much, but, you know, it's there to be talked about. Um, a couple of the guys, Packfish, Riverman, Joe, they've mentioned a few times how it's quite weird how Payne Wales and, and Rhino tend to swap players quite a lot. Um, you know, we've seen it sort of happen whereby I don't think there's been one game week to the next where Rhino and Payne Wales have kept the same squad. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm happy to, to swap players here and there and, you know, oh, I can upgrade that player or, you know, change that position or, you know, make a hell of a lot of cash on selling someone. But I think, you know, is there an argument, Ash, coming from yourself who's had quite a stable team and yourself as well, Joe B, you know, since the deadline day last season when you got Torres, you know, you've had quite a, a stable setup, but... I mean, Ash, you first. I mean, what do you think? Do you think a stable um, team, a first eleven, is good when you're in the leagues? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I mean, I see a lot of people, you know, that have done this in the past. Tans is probably the most notable one. You know, he's always in the transfer market, selling players and buying players or selling them for ridiculous amounts of money. You know, he is—he's like Harry Redknapp. He is the Harry Redknapp of AG. <laughs> But hmm. then you look at someone like Subs, you know, hmm. how many uh, how many players has he signed in the two seasons, you know, in terms of being in the transfer market or even in a BFA? You know, I mean, Subs, I know you listen to this, so uh, let us know in the in the, uh, in the posts, in the comments, um, you know, how many players have you signed in the last two seasons that you've won the league? How many signings have you made that have improved your starting eleven? And I'd be very surprised if it was that many. You know, it is all about, you know, if that player comes along that improves your team, then of course you do it, you know, because you'd be mad not to. But it is, uh, you'll get some managers that will improve, you know, will rotate and will mix things up all the time, which, you know, fair play keeps the market going. And, you know, it's um, it's good. It's good to see. And then you'll see the players that will improve uh, improve teams me personally I, I fall into the stable team you know I do like uh, having a side that works well for me uh, I mean obviously it didn't work too well for me this <laughs> season but you know in terms of uh, players that improve my starting 11 and you know so yeah I mean some people will do it some people won't it all comes down to really you know uh, how you want to do your uh, your business in the market really no I think that's fair Joby anything to add to that yeah, I think it's the whole, uh, if it ain't broke, don't try and fix it kind of thing. If you've got a stable sort of formation and a team that you're happy with, as Subs generally does, I mean, it might bring in the one or two players, he's happy with his squad and it's obviously working for him. Why would he go and change it if he's if he's smashing the league every year? Um, I like to bring in maybe one or two. I'm going to have to next season because I think I'm going to have a few downgrades. So I'm definitely going to be dipping in and out of the old mm. transfer market next season. But... Other than that, I think it's uh, if if you're happy with your your team, you shouldn't need to change it. But it's obviously nice to get some fresh faces in. I mean, I'll sort of add last one last point to that, which you know the counter argument, as it were. Yeah, you've got subs and and both yourself and and Ash Joby, you know, you know, doing all right with steady teams. But you look at someone like Bry. Now, Bry for me, obviously, we're touching on championship in a minute, but. 
Bride didn't add a lot of players. He's not someone who rotates players all that much. Probably just the normal amount. Um, you know, he stuck with players that you saw him. You know, sort of like end of third last season in Championship, something like that. And this season, obviously, he's ended up you know a lot lower down than that. So I think there can be a an argument for and against. You know, you want to make sure you do freshen your team up, but not at the expense of losing players that would ultimately be stronger than the ones you're going to bring in. I think that's the key. Like you said, Ash, you don't want to be leaving players, you know, sort of letting players leave who actually are in your first eleven if you haven't got a replacement or haven't got a suitable sort of option to, to bring in as a replacement. You don't want to weaken yourself unintentionally. No. Um, so what we'll do then, boys, uh, we'll move on to the championship. Um, obviously, Joby, yourself, obviously you partake in the championship. So just to basically roll that over. We've got uh, Leon and Joe who are confirmed as up, so congratulations to those. Um, and today we saw the playoff final between yourself and Paul Lowe's. Joby, how did it go? Um, I mean, it was great. First 30 minutes was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, to be honest, Paul Lowe's, he deserved to win, absolutely. I hold my hands up. He, he played better than I did. His passing was a lot better. I'm not too happy with my central defence. At the moment, I don't know why they just seem too slow or either they're pushed up too far or there's always a certain little gap. I put a video of the highlights on, from YouTube on the on the shout box earlier because hmm. there was an incident. I, I had two red cards and the first one was a stone cold red card. It was just frustration trying to get that, you know, just trying to get anything towards the ball. And I just completely mistimed it, took him out, penalty. He put it away, red card. This, I had a, a second red card as well, which... Paul actually agreed with me that um, I actually got a touch on the ball and the ball went away and the referee blew up and gave me a second red card and that just absolutely killed me off. And he scored from the resulting free kick as well, directly from the free kick. So, I mean, I'm 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 happy. I finished third. I can't complain with that. Um, obviously, I'd have liked to have gone through the playoffs, but I, I'm going to have to improve my team for next season and hopefully just go straight straight up and not have to deal with this playoff rubbish <laughs> <laughs> i mean if we look at the, the championship as a whole obviously like i say you've got uh, leon joe and paul going up um and uh, let's say bob bank and soggy cabbages going down which for me was a little bit of a shock actually obviously bob bank last season you know he was he was around the bottom um but soggy i genuinely thought soggy would be sort of mid-table i thought he would be safe ash what do you think about that yeah, well, I mean, until Soggy changes his approach in games, then, you know, he's not going to be anywhere near the top, I'm afraid to say. Um, you know, maybe in League One, he'll look to play a little bit differently. You know, I know we've spoken many times in the past about Soggy's, um, you know, Soggy's, uh, his, uh, the way he approaches games, mm. you know, but he's won four games this season and lost 13. I'd like to know how many of those games he's gone with that 10 at the back formation, <laughs> ultra defensive. You know, it's just, you know, and, and the, the debate's always there on that. And, you know, I'm I'm all for how people want to play. But you then beg the question in why he's gone down. Well, I could have a very good guess. And that's because he doesn't either like or know how to attack. Do you know what? I, I will just make one quick comment so, on that as well, which for <laughs> me was absolutely comedy gold. And I wish I could have sort of recorded the party chat. Um, it was in the uh, the event which was just gone uh, Friday night, the club's event, uh, the farewell to FIFA, um, and Soggy Cabbages was on my team, but for some reason didn't have a mic. The mic wasn't working anyway. 
So if you need to communicate, you'd put a, a thing, uh, a message coming up on the screen via party chat for everybody to see. And, uh, you know, we were rotating the positions around and things, and uh, he immediately went to CDM. And I was like, right, fair enough, no problem, CDM, you know, for that game. Next game, you know, Joggy, do you want to go up front, mate? No, nah, no, nah, CDM, I like CDM, I like being defensive. You know, and it's, it is, it's that, yeah, it's, it's yeah. That, that, that thing. But do you know what? <laughs> I, I have to say to him, and I, you know, I promised him for this, he was very, very good as a CDM. So, you know, there's an argument for doing something well. I mean, we saw, again, I know a lot of people, Tans especially, doesn't like talking about real life on this podcast. But, you know, you saw in real life, you know, Leicester a few years ago winning the title. You could name that Leicester 1-11 to and you could, tell, you could say exactly how they played. To, you could describe to a blind person right now exactly the way they scored most of their goals. And, you know, that's because they sat in deep, they counter-attacked and they, they played to their advantage. There's nothing wrong with it as long as, you know, you're getting the results. And unfortunately, this season, it just didn't happen. He didn't get the results he needed. Um, Joby, what, what was your experiences from playing in the Championship this season? I mean, any, any sort of standout games, any standout performers, aside from, I guess, obviously, Leon and Joe, unless you want to talk about them? Well, I mean, um, yeah, Leon was unbelievable this season. Um, he's going to be a, he's going to be pushing for that, uh, you know, champion. He's going to be pushing subs. Actually, that's going to be a really good game for next season to watch. Mm. Um, so he's been he's been an absolute class addition. Um, Joe's the same, brilliant. You know, he's only lost three, and um, Leon's only lost two. They're both going to be great additions to Premier League. Um, obviously, credit to Paul Lowe's as well. His poor start as well. Um, He's just come on leaps and bounds, and you know, father and son are going to be in the Premier League smashing it up next season. <laughs> so it's uh, it's it's going to be interesting. I mean, it's it's sad to see sort of you know, like you're saying, soggy. It, you need to score goals to win games. If you they say that you know, attack win games, defense wins championships. But if you can't do neither, you're it's a recipe for disaster. To be honest, mm. so whether he's going to have to. I mean, FIFA 19 could be, is going to be a... We've all played the demo. It's going to be a completely different game. He might suddenly become this attacking force that you know, he's going to surprise everyone next season. Personally, I can't see it, but maybe it's something that he needs to work on. Um, and, you know, he might surprise the you know the, the League One next season. But, you know, I've, I've really enjoyed my time in the Championship. It's nice to play new players. Um, and it's quite even as well, you know. If you're looking at the points, it's mm. not really... A lot of points between us all. I mean, obviously, Leon's on 46. Um, he's way out ahead. And so is Joe on 39. But the rest of us on 30, 29, 28, 26, 22, 20. It's, it, you know, we, we were all beating each other. And it's it's really fun season for me. No. Apart from the final, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, it's, it's good to hear that as well. I think that's sometimes where, obviously, the Prem comes down. Obviously, we'll talk about that in a minute. But... Sometimes the Prem can be polar opposites. You know, you've got your top sort of three or four and your bottom three or four that very much, again, as, as in the Premier League in real life, you'll see that the, the, the t- players that come up, they tend to be the ones that go back down because they are sort of that in-between championship, you know, too good for the championship, not quite as good for the, the Prem. Same with League One and Championship. For me, I think I agree with what you've said. And I actually have it written down on my notes that I think that Leon, I think, will be first, if not second. I think second, probably. I think Subs will still win next year. But I think um, I think Leon will be top two next season in the Prem. Um, but, you know, again, he hasn't played Prem quality players week in, week out. Maybe that will be something different. 
And of course, like you say, you've got the anomaly of the new FIFA, which could mean anything based on you know different skill levels. Um, we didn't obviously touch on as well. See, not just Soggy and Bob. Uh, Wince has gone down to League One as well. Um, bit of a shock that. I mean, Wince has got quite a nice squad, um, but Brian managed to just uh, beat him on that one. Um, so Brian stays in the Championship for next season. So I mean. Again, championship-wise, I've, I've not really got much to add, to be honest. Obviously, based on the fact that I'm, I'm not in the championship, so I don't really know a lot of what was going on. From an outsider looking in, like you said, Joby, it tends to be quite even, uh, aside from the top two. Um, have you got anything else, uh, first of all, Joby, that you wanted to add? Uh, not really. I mean, I think it's going to be interesting for the two coming down. Um, it, it's going to be a close one next season. I don't think it's going to be a whole, you know, 16, you know points in front of the third place and all this i think it's going to be so tight up there that it will come down to the last game of the season you know mm. and um i'm I'm, look, I'm looking forward to it so you think the title next season will be down to the last day of the season in the championship not that this is a yeah. predictions podcast because well, that'll be next time that'll be next episode yeah but definitely you, but i mean i think yeah. it's, it's gonna i think it's gonna be a hell of a lot closer than it was this season okay. leon and joe are just they've been a different gravy this year and um you know, best of luck to him next season. Okay. I mean, that kind of takes us to our next bit. So, spoiler alert for that one. But I think you're completely wrong, if I'm being honest. I think Ash is going to absolutely walk the championship next season. Sorry to big you up, <laughs> Ash. Um, but I, I think that... Sorry to put the pressure on. I think you will... I think you could possibly see a bigger than 16-point gap, personally, between the playoffs and, and the top. But, again, we'll see. I'm probably putting too much pressure on him here. Um, based on his recent do it, form, do it. anyway. Um, but, yeah. Um, okay, so we'll again, move on to the Prem in that case. Again, congratulations to everybody who uh, competed in the Championship. Good uh, good division. So, the Prem, well, what can we say? I mean, literally, it was sort of not seen as the most exciting division, I think, for the first maybe half, three quarters of the season. And then this last end of the Prem has just absolutely blown up. I mean, it's become the, the best division, in my opinion, hands down. Um, just for shocks and drama um, it is kind of where do you start I mean we'll be fair we'll start with subs again champion again um, fantastic you know applause for subs because I mean yeah it takes a lot to you know go almost back to back unbeaten seasons obviously not quite unbeaten uh, he did lose to one person um, who may or may not be in the podcast I don't know um, but uh, we'll, we'll come to that. I guess it was Nash. <laughs> yeah, it definitely wasn't Ash. It definitely wasn't Ash. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, the, the prem itself, obviously, you know, it going on to that game against subs. I mean, again, it was just one of those where it was kind of a fluke. I always have good games against subs, back and forth. We always score goals against each other. Um, as it happened, that particular game, I ended up coming out on top. So, and do you know what? To his credit, he was quite gracious in defeat as well. Um, so, you know, it's nice to not have someone who's too good to, uh, to sort of appreciate when they're uh, when they're beat. Um, I'm going to have to read out number one to ten because I think it needs it does need reading out just to confirm it. So we've got subs first, sofa second. I mean, again, virtual applause to sofa second after being promoted. Fantastic. Uh, Tan's in third, myself in fourth, Belonga fifth, Aaron sixth, Ash Cohen seventh. Oof, I mean, we'll come to that in a minute. Bertie eighth, again, fantastic effort from Bertie to get up into eighth. Geordie Croft ninth. And I mean, for me, you can say what you want about Ash, Bertie, Sub, Sofa. One of the biggest shocks for me was Danger Mouse. I mean, Danger Mouse, 
finishing rock bottom with only five points, 12 points less than anyone else. That, for me, was probably the shock of the season. Um, I don't know about you, Ash. I mean, for me, whenever I play Danger Mouse, I normally have a quite a tough game. But this season, definitely wasn't that. What, what did you feel? Yeah, I mean, you know, in previous uh, in previous seasons, he's been a bit of a bogey player for me, Danger Mouse. Um, you know, whether that's Dolberg or the other quick one he has up front um, that have caused problems. I've really, really struggled against him. Um, again, this season, you know, his one win came against me. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, it is a shock seeing him down at the bottom, and I'm surprised he's gone down, given that he wasn't really anywhere near the bottom in the last, uh, last exactly, season. Exactly, yeah last season in the league you know so he's had a bit of a, a bit of a strange one and maybe it's because he's not I don't know has he strengthened his team maybe not from last season I'm not too sure and maybe that's shown but you know I mean I think if he gets his form right you know and he sorts it out for next season then he will be looking to uh, push back up to uh, to the top division but yeah it, it is a shock to see him especially on, just on five points uh, from this season just come. Mm. I mean, Joby, I mean, you'll be facing Danger Mouse next season. Have you had any experience of playing him before? Yeah, I'm going to echo what you guys said. He's normally a, a generally sound player to play that, you know, gives you a tough game. And um, obviously, I haven't concentrated too much on what's gone on in the Premier League this season, but not sure what's really gone wrong. Um, if there's if he's let somebody go or he's sold somebody that he shouldn't have done or he's brought somebody in that hasn't achieved what he hoped to do or he changed formation. Only Danger knows that and only he knows how to sort of rectify it for next season. But, um, you know, he's going to have to be put up a bit of a bit more of a fight in the championship because it's, it's scrappy down there. So um, if he has another bad season. He could be seeing himself down the bottom again. I mean, one thing he did do uh, towards the end of the season, which, we, again, we touched on when we talked about League One, he did add uh, Cenk Tossen to his ranks. So he is going to have a front two in that championship of Tossen and Dolberg. Yeah. Which, obviously, you know, that is a very domineering front two. I can see the balls being swung in the box from all sorts of different directions to for those two to get their head on, to be honest. Um, it's probably going to be a, a good little formula for him. Um, again, I mean, top four... Uh, sub sofa tans and myself for me i mean that again a, another shock the fact that sofa myself maybe not so much tans i think he tends to be sort of he, he won't want us to say it because he always says that he's he's crap and he always says that he wants to you know not get relegated but for me tans is a perennial sort of top four top five player now in the prem uh no matter what he might say he, he is that that good um, you know, edging out the likes of Bolonga and Aaron and, and Ash as well, which again for me, for those not to be in the top four, but myself and Sofa to be, was, was quite a shock actually. Um, Ash, what did you sort of think about the the way the top half of the Prem ended up? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, subs. Uh, there wasn't really, I think, you know, given the form he was on and. Uh, given how big his ego has been the last uh, few weeks as well there wasn't really going to be anybody else I don't think for the title you know um the the master of the low driven shot mm. you know as I do like to call him um you know it, there wasn't going to be anybody else winning the title so far yet yeah, there have been a few uh, inklings that he could push push on and you know he finished second and no one really expected him to be there at the start of the season you know, I mean, I know he came up from the uh, from the championship last season uh, and whatnot. Um, 
in quite good style, but I don't think anyone really expected him to be up there. Tans, yeah, Tans will tell you one thing, he'll say another, um, but he, he does, uh, he can be quite consistent, and, you know, I mean, he's finished third on 33 points, so, you know, he's done well there, um, you know, 110 and drawn three. And then yourself, you know, you, you've uh, you've improved since last season. You've brought, you know, better you bet your players in, and uh, is a better team. And um, you know, again, you've finished on over thirty points. Um, so it's uh, the top four, are the ones that deserve to be up there, in my opinion. Um, they've had a, a very good season. Yeah, I mean, we'll waste no time, and we'll come to it because I think we've been sort of pussyfooting around the topic. But I mean. The title of the podcast for me, if these podcasts had proper titles, would be the Ash Cohen story, Fall from Grace. I mean, Joby, what, what do you think? I mean, it has to be some sort of something with dramatic flair like that. I mean, do we go straight? In fact, do you know what? Before we come to you, Ash, we're going to go, Joby, what, from an outside looking in, what what happened? What do you think happened? Do you know what? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's happened. It's like the... Um... The unbeatable has just suddenly become your average Joe. Do you know what I mean? It's mm. uh, I, I, honestly, as I said, I didn't take too much notice of the Premier League. I was trying to concentrate on my own league. But if I was in that league and I'd have saw Ash down there, I'd have been well. He's on a bad bit of form. I mean, what was it? Four losses in the in the last five games with a winning, you know, winning the middle. Yeah. I mean, Ash, what? What happened, mate? <laughs> what happened? That's a very good question. Um, I think there's a couple of things. I think, uh, you know, I trialled early on in the beginning of the season with a new formation, um, you know, in terms of uh, being a little bit more compact and a little bit more uh, through the middle. That worked for the first couple of games, you know, first half of the season went well and then started to completely backfire. Um, and it became a little bit of a nightmare. Um, you know, once you go from one formation to another, you start losing, you know, the, the confidence you had with your first one. I mean, you know, last season I played the same formation and pretty much with nearly the same squad um, for a majority of it and obviously done well, finished second and obviously Adebayor was uh, top goal scorer that season. Um, Adebayor didn't hit the same heights this season. Um, by any stretch of the imaginations um, and whatnot. And I think defensively as well, I think stagnated a little bit. Um, you know, didn't really bring anyone in in centre-back. I mean, I brought Maguire in um, earlier on in the season, I think it was. Um, and uh, I was playing my... Uh, I was playing a 71-rated CDM <laughs> centre-back. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, I was uh, a little bit of problem. I was a little bit of trouble. So, obviously, last BFA of the season, I brought in Ruben Vazo, um, you know, sort of setting myself up for next season. You know, both players, both him and Maguire, uh, have got good upgrades. I mean, Maguire's going to be an 82 in the next FIFA. Um, and Vazo, I think, has gone up to a 77 or a 78 uh, in the next one, too. So... You know, it is difficult. I mean, I I struggle to see how how it went so badly. To be honest, I think, you know, it was two games against Tans. Uh, you know, always had close games, and then it was two games against Sofa, uh, both of which I lost by one goal, really late on in the game as well. Um, and there's other results later in the season. Obviously, subs. I didn't expect to take anything from subs because, 
as I said, he's a difficult player to play against. And, you know, that low-driven shot, I know I keep mentioning it, but especially in this FIFA, there's no way to defend it. Um, you know, and I know they've made it a little bit more difficult in the next FIFA. So hopefully he doesn't master that because otherwise we're going to be in for a bit of a uh, a long FIFA next uh, next time around. Um, yeah, I think you've got to look at how this season's gone. It's gone terrible, um, you know, but we need to look at maybe bringing a few players in, you know, strengthen a few positions. Uh, team has got in genuine general a nice upgrade. Uh, I think Digne, who's my left back, is the only player who's gone downgrade. The rest of them have either stayed or gone up. Um, so it's um, it's not been too bad there. Um, and we just take each game next season as it comes in the championship. It's not going to be an easy league for sure. You know, I think there are some very tricky players in that league. I, I'd like to think that, you know, if I can hit the same form um, as last season, then we'll go up. But... It all comes down to uh, what you know, how we find it goes along on the day of the uh, of the game. So, it, disappointing, very disappointing season given how well last season went. Um, you know, but I'm uh, I'm looking forward to uh, playing against some opposition that I don't normally play against. You know, there are a few people in that league that I've played once or twice before this FIFA. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting my uh, my hands in with them. Um, and we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. And uh, I'm looking forward to... <laughs> I'm looking forward. Uh, we'll <laughs> we'll get used to playing uh, second-tier football in AG next season. I mean, again, honest assessment there, mate. For me, I think, like I say, the difference was, I just think that whereas last season, you know, subs and probably yourself, you know, grouping the two together... You were very much seen as the, you know, almost like the Man City and Liverpool of now, you know, the sort of domineering teams. Whereas this season, I think, again, there were a few chinks in the armour. And I think as soon as someone saw that you, you know, you lost back to back games against Sofa and Tans, that was it. That was it. Anyone who came up against you then, they just played their normal game. They didn't try and shut up shop. They didn't try and, you know, play any different way. And I think, like you say, it's a bit of a lack of confidence that, that cost you in the end. Um, well, maybe not lack of confidence, but, you know, Lack of, um, I don't know. Lack. I think that'd be a fair. Yeah, thing. just a bit of lack of. Yeah, <laughs> lack of lack of playing style, maybe something like that. Like I say, a bit bit of un, unsure on your formation, that sort of thing, and it just cost you ultimately. I mean, do you think it goes back to this whole um, "if it ain't broke, don't fix it" kind of thing? If you just stay with your formation, your team from last season, do you think you'd have struggled as much as you as you have done? Formation, no. Um, you know, I think. In terms of the formation, no, I don't think I would have struggled as much. Uh, I wouldn't have expected to have gone down um, with the formation I played last season. Um, Player-wise, obviously, you know, if there's an opportunity to bring in certain players, you know, there are a few players out there in the market that I am an admirer of and, you know, did try and make a few bids, um, you know. But it, it does go back to the point, really. If it isn't broke, then don't fix it, um, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is what it is, and I think that you know we've got to go to the drawing board in some aspects of the <laughs> team. But, um, to, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think we start from the season. You know, a couple of friendlies in the beginning. You know, getting used to the formation, getting a bit of confidence back with the formation as well, um, 
and we'll see what we can do next season. I mean, one thing you said there, Joby, as well, about you know, um, if you had kept the same formation, if you'd have kept the same players. Formation, I agree. I think keeping the same formation, I think keeping the exact same players was never going to work because obviously, you know, better players come into the league and you need to upgrade your team because otherwise, what's the point? But again, like we talked about earlier on, I think if you bring too many players in and they don't work out and you ship them out and bring someone else in, it just disrupts the flow. And whereas normally you would know last season, right, okay, Adeboyle, I can see him in that position. I know for a fact he's strong enough to boss that centre-back, turn and have a shot. Whereas, you know, if you've got different players on the pitch instead of Adeboyle, you're like, oh, actually, will he be able to win that ball if I pass it to him? And that's where the hesitancy comes in. And I think that's why maybe, you know, your key players, your spine, if you were, they're the ones you don't really want to take out and you don't want to lose. Um, I mean... I'm happy to move on for me anyway to the the absolute key story of the Prem, which for me even overshadows what happened to Ash, um, which obviously does involve Ash, uh, but that's the the miraculous rise of the Phoenix, which is Bertie. Um, I mean, where do you even start? I mean, looking at the last five games, won three on the bounce, um, which ultimately with the combination of Geordie uh, drawing, uh, no, hold on. I think Jordy drew, uh, no, won a game against me and lost a game against me, but lost both against subs. Meant that Bertie managed to join Jordy on the same amount of points, just with the six goals more scored. So, meaning that he then managed to jump above and get into the relegation playoff. That on its own, obviously, is a miraculous thing because we've said all season boys haven't we you know we looked at it and the bottom two was mouse and bertie from maybe week five week six uh somewhere around there yeah and you know for for bertie to manage to get into eighth on on its own on its own merit was fantastic i mean that's like you know escape of the season but then for him to go into that playoff final which i watched myself i don't know if you did joe but obviously actually played in it to then go and beat yourself ash the way you did for me that Hands down, mic drop, manager of the season, right there. I think he deserves every sort of applause and, and congratulations he would receive for that because that that took a lot of effort to claw his way up from ninth, to get into eighth, and then to beat you, confidence or not, to beat someone who's used to being at the top when you've been that far at the bottom in a one-game playoff. That takes some uh, some look of the Irish for sure. Um, Joby, what, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I didn't see the game myself. I was gutted to miss it, but um, I did see the. I literally came onto the site as the result came in, and um, I was, well, you've got to hand it to him, from from you know the depths of relegation to just about pipping yourself into the playoff, you know, to to hopefully stay in the division and then look and see you've got to play Ash. You must be like, what else have I got to do? And then to win. He must be at the absolute opposite end of how Ash is, mm. you know, the spectrum of how Ash is feeling at the moment. Um, you know, and, and hopefully he's going to sort of improve, like, you know, for next season, push off into that mid-table and, uh, you know, won't have so much pressure and, uh, and um, you know, just enjoy it a bit more. And, it, you know, fair play to him. You there's nothing else you can say. As you say, manager of the season, it's got to be. He's, I think what he's done with his team and it's... it's Amazing. I think really. I think he has to be considered for it because obviously yes, subs won the you know subs will probably listen to this toes curled thinking come on guys I'm right here you know top of the league 
only lost one game all season, but for the actual achievement, you know, standalone achievement, it deserves some sort of recognition. And for me, I think that is it. I mean, the turning point was 100%. And he bought uh, Joseph Martinez from me. And since that point, I mean, he scored lots of goals. Virtually every game uh, Bertie played, I think he scored a goal, if not two. Um, and obviously, you know, we see this sort of combination of, of manager and player. And sometimes you get that player that you have that sort of affinity for and that works well for you. And that seems to be the case in, in Bertie and Martinez. And, you know, he managed to fire him to uh, to stay in the division. Um, Ash, what, what was your sort of assessment on, on the run and, and ultimately the, the sort of relegation playoff final? Yeah, I mean, obviously we thought oh, a few weeks back that it was going to be Bertie and um, Mouse going down uh, in the automatic spots. I thought that, you know, I'm, I think a lot of people thought that, you know, the the rise that we've seen in the last few games from Bertie was uh, a really really good turnaround and he hit a bit of form there, um, and yeah I mean against him in the relegation playoff what more can I say, um, you know he scored some good goals one of them was a cracker from I think it was Romero mm. oh yeah I remember that it was almost um, like Yeboah you know, and yeah oh. yeah very 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 difficult to get the ball off so he was very very he done very very well and uh yeah you know i'd like to see him kick on from there uh, for next season and uh, push for that mid-table spot i don't think he's uh you know i don't think we'll see him up there with uh challenging but i do think we i can see him uh you know being in that mid-table spot avoiding the relegation um if he can do that next season then that will be uh, i think it'll be a good season for him yeah brilliant i mean to sort of uh Round off, obviously, you know, on the Prem itself. I mean, for me personally, great event, um, sort of, you know, across the season. It was fantastic. And obviously, big thanks to all the lads. Obviously, myself, I'm the, the admin for the Prem. So thanks, everyone, for sort of uh, participating. Um, and hopefully we'll have more more of the same next season. Um, moving on to the League Cup, boys. Obviously, we need to touch on it because it has now concluded. Um, Tans beating Subs. So Subs having lost, what, twice in uh, in one week. Quite Quite an achievement for him. Um, so again, you know, well, straight away there, you know, Tans could Tans be manager of the season, you know, sort of third place in the Premier League, and and winning the League Cup against subs, you know, that's it's no mean feat. And I mean, I'll just read you out the names that he beat on the way. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but so he beat Nuwintz in the first round, then went on to beat Joe, which in itself is an achievement, then Bry, then Paul Lowe's in the semi, and then beat subs in the final. I mean, he's hardly had a buy there, has he? Um, what what do you think, Joby? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you rapid? Anyway, yeah. Um, honestly, that was uh, is a fantastic achievement. I mean, even to beat subs in the final and to get there is uh, absolutely superb. Um, hats off to him. Third in the league, he's got to see that as an absolutely successful season. Um, let's see if he can push on, to nip into that second or even you know, smash up subs in the league as well as the cup for next season and uh, get a few more losses on the board for subs. And Tans, you know, he's a class player. You know, we, he struggled last season at the beginning and he's just come on leaps and bounds. So next season, let's see if he can push on. Mm. Ash, anything to add to that? Yeah, you know, I think it's a bit of a shock. Um, you know, subs, he gets to the final, you know, very confident player. You know, whether it's confidence or whether it's cockiness or arrogance, you know, only he can answer that. But, you know, I'll be honest, I thought Subs was going to turn him over um, in the final. 
because you know given the fact that I don't think Towns' record is fantastically great against uh, uh, against subs um, I thought it could be uh, it could be something else because you know um, but no I mean fair play to Towns he's he done really really well and uh, you know he's shown this season that you know he finished third he could push on for it next season you know we wait and see we wait and see. Yeah, I mean, again, that's, that's all we can do. And I think, I think it'll be an interesting season next season. Obviously, first season on the new FIFA. Um, lots of players have had upgrades as well. Um, which kind of brings us on a little bit as well. We'll just quickly touch on the uh, the deadline day BFA that we had, um, which was just the other day. Um, so, I mean, big big money being splurged. I mean, Ash, yourself, um, sort of Havertz from, from Leverkusen, 60 million. Uh, you know, quite quite a big investment on someone who's probably not a, a sort of superstar. Uh, what was you thinking there? Um, the simple answer: I just wanted to do something a little bit different. <laughs> um, you know, um, I wanted to mix things up a little bit. I think it's the biggest. Uh, I think it's the biggest transfer that's happened uh, in the last few seasons. Um, I don't think any there's been any bigger transfer, any bigger BFA than sixty million. Um. And, you know, is it 60 million overspent? Yes, absolutely. I can tell you now he's not worth 60 million. But as I said, I like to mix things up. I had, uh, you know, I had a fair bit of money in the in the league already. I brought in Ruben Vazo in an earlier BFA and I just thought, screw it. Let's go and do something a little bit different. So that was the simple hmm. reasoning behind it. I mean, we saw some big money spent. Like you say, you're 60 million on, on Havertz. I spent 50 on um, uh, Vaselko, the uh, now Inter Milan right back. Um, we saw Jonas Hector in the mystery. We saw Carnesis, the goalkeeper from Watford, in the mystery. There were quite a few mysteries that went for big money. Um, I mean, we also saw some quite good bargains, actually, as well, if we're being honest. I mean... Bertie, you know, we've spoken about him a lot already. Um, he's already got quite a good goalkeeper. Uh, he actually managed to pick up um, uh, Alphonse Ariola, uh, who plays for PSG. I think he's about six foot five, if I'm saying that right. Um, and you know, he's absolutely unreal. Uh, he managed to pick him up for about eight million. Um, you know, which for me, if you wanted to sell him at the start of next season, he could probably make double on what he's paid there. So quite a shrewd uh, shrewd move really and it, you know it just aims to show that these BFAs they're not all you know they're not all rip-offs we had one lad go who now plays for Leicester um, I can't remember his first name but I think it's Gazelle or Gezel or something like that he he didn't get a single bid you know someone could have literally yeah. picked him up for 100k and and nobody bothered him that's the second only the second one we've seen I think in the season first one being um, the first BFA of the season which was Ad- Adamola Luckman uh, last season, and you know he went for for absolutely nothing. You know nobody nobody picked him up, which was quite disappointing. Um, so you know just just goes to show there is some some uh, value to be had in those BFAs. Um, well, I mean in regards to league chat, I think we're pretty much there, boys. Unless you've got anything else to add. No, I don't think so. No, no, no. I think we've covered. Uh, I mean, it's been we've uh, covered it's... everything. Yeah, as an admin, it's been fantastic. It's been easy, you know. Thanks to everyone in the championship, it's been such, you know, 
you make it easy for me so i make it easy for you and it's just a you know thanks to everyone for, for getting their games played and well to be fair all three leagues everyone's yeah 100 fantastic yeah i think like i said we, ne- we never really saw anyone get behind in the uh, in the fixtures so fantastic and, and well done to everybody uh marcus you know all the way down to to the normal managers as well well done to everyone and, and big congratulations for a success which as we touched on earlier on obviously is only going to get bigger uh, we'll probably see the addition of some new members, but probably across just the normal three leagues. I don't think there's quite as many this time in the reserve league, so I imagine it'll just be added to the existing leagues. Um, I mean, all that's left for us to sort of do really, which we'll sort of just uh, flick over to, is a bit of an events plug. Obviously, if you uh, didn't know, the new FIFA comes out this month. I mean, if you don't know, you you're listening to the completely wrong podcast. I don't know what you're doing. Um, but um, obviously we've got the new FIFA coming out, I think, on the 28th, which I think you get an EA Access availability on the 20th, if you're a part of that. Um, I think it's only about 10 hours gameplay, though, boys. Is that right? Yeah, it's normally Something hours, like that, so which obviously is yeah, it's a decent hours, amount, yeah. you know, but it's it, the way that some of us go about it, it'll, it'll wear off quickly. Um, you've got the, um, the official <laughs> launch on the 28th, but for anybody who pre-ordered the Ultimate Edition, um, which my wallet cried over um that um sort of uh, that edition there you'll end up getting that on the 25th so three days early um but uh, in regards to the events that we run alongside that we've got a, a PUBG event on the 19th uh, which is three days from when we record this at 9 30 uh, so we'll see uh, see how that goes we've also got fifa 19 ea access on the 20th at 9 30 and we've got fifa 19 launch on the 29th which the times to be uh confirmed and probably see that one normal time probably nine o'clock i imagine on that one but again we'll see see how that goes um i think to be fair boys obviously we've talked obviously a little bit today about a review of the league i think next podcast plans in uh, in the future will be a bit of a, a preview for the seasons uh, i think if i'm right in saying I think we'll have a look at the, uh, yeah. the sort of the upcoming seasons when everyone's settled down into their leagues. Have a look at the new squads because obviously there'll be a few new members, and see who they've been uh, been given, and obviously make sure everyone's stuck around as well. You never know. Ash might drop out. He might not want to go play in the championship. We'll see. <laughs> um, but no, I mean for me again, great podcast, guys, and it was nice to talk to you, uh, Joby. If you want to uh, say your goodbyes. Yeah, it's been a pleasure as always. Um... Ash, I'll be seeing you on Thursday for the old uh, Eurogamer. That should be fun. And I'm sure you'll be uh, updating yeah. the, the old Absolute Xbox with that. And uh, yeah, uh, just been a pleasure this season, lads. And uh, see you next season. And Ash, same to you. Yeah, no, as always, uh, great great to record. And, um, you know, it's uh, it is a great show. Um, that sounds like we're big enough. So <laughs> no, it's... Uh, <laughs> it is a yeah, no, good uh, show. yeah no um as always brilliant uh that's it from me (laughs) yeah and uh, and that's it from me as well thanks again uh, like the boys have said for listening um and uh, again we look forward to on the next one which will be a look forward to the season and anything else we can come up with in that time so uh see you later guys